Hello. Oh, that's a girthy mic, my friend. It's much longer and much girthier than my little chode. I can't hear shit, though. Can you hear me now? I hear you. Oh, it lights oh, cool. up. Okay. Can yeah. Can you show that to everyone? Look at my look at my thing, everybody. My microphone, it lights up. And it's really sexy, actually. It is. Is it new? Yeah. Yeah, I got it, actually, for... I don't know what for oh. I got maybe <laughs> is this how we're starting the episode yes this is yes. how we're gonna get the plays you are listening to smooth no I shouldn't say that oh that was sexy Melanie <laughs> you are listening to smooth of the publishing persuasion I have a yeah. chode mic Angela has <laughs> a good a big long a big schlong mic is what we've had to resort to in publishing. <laughs> You're welcome, everybody. You are welcome. You're welcome. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> I could probably do that all day. Like something about the microphone up close to your face. Well, you know, people get paid to do that, baby. <laughs> yeah, someone pay. You know what? Someone pay us. Because it's funny. Because I um, I was doing like a ask me anything um. Thing yeah. on Instagram when someone asked, "Do you guys get paid um, for the publishing persuasion?" <laughs> and the answer is no. We get paid in laughter and joy, and they're in free therapy. That is how we how we make money. Well, <laughs> well, it's not money. That's not how we make money because we don't make money, <laughs> right? But could you yeah. even imagine us doing a product endorsement? I oh my gosh! <gasps> Actually, that would be so fun. <laughs> Yeah, you'd have to make we it should. fun, though, because you know what? Yeah. I see other podcasts and stuff when they do endorsements. They, like, change persona. And there's, yeah. um, you know those shits and gigs, guys? Mm, I don't know. The ones. Uh, oh, the, the, the friends. The friends. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. They always read, like, Reddit notes of, like, like scandalous things and react to it. I Which actually, that. I feel like I had a thing of, I feel like somewhere I've saved more scandalous query rejections for you and oh. um, would you rather questions, but I'll have to find them later if we have time. Yes. Yes. <laughs> but like I saw them do an endorsement for, of all things, a vibrator. <laughs> well, of course. Yeah. But I expected them to be like, oh, you know, like taking the piss, but instead they were like the, the whatever the clitara 3000 <laughs> is um, with batteries and and i was like oh no come on boys if you're gonna do it give us the bands yeah yeah no if you're gonna do it if you're gonna advertise something advertise it the way that you would just do it just just us talking you know yeah speaking of advertisement i just got this new mic um it's uh <laughs> HyperX, if, if HyperX wants to get a hold of me. <laughs> um, actually, I didn't even just get this. I just, I've had it since like, I don't know how long. <laughs> I've been too scared to use it. <laughs> oh, it's good. It's clear. Oh, good. Really That's clear good. audio. I think so I might need to update my chode now that you've brought that out. <laughs> <laughs> what do you call it? A chode? A chode. A chode. Is that like a... A little pee pee is that what a chode is? It's like short and and like <laughs> chunky. Yeah, that's exactly what it is too. <laughs> exactly. It may it or may not be used occasionally in reference in social media <laughs> stuff. Oh, okay. 
I thought you were just gonna say your thing may or may not be used. Like I thought you were, I thought you were talking about that, and I was like, and you're, yeah. Um, oh yes, it's a multi-purpose one. <laughs> we have that. We have gone down a dark hole. Can you introduce yes. the show? <laughs> Welcome to have the publishing persuasion, ladies and gentlemen. Um, I'm Angela Montoya author of Sinner's Isle that comes oh no it doesn't come out it already came out it's behind <laughs> Melanie it's out it's happened she's out um That's cute though it's kind of cute that you completely just blanked out that it was out <laughs> yeah that I have a book yeah. uh yeah I am Angela Montoya author of Sinner's Isle that's been out for a few months actually believe it or not and I am here with Melanie Schubert who has her first anthology coming out that's in the next true. few months so so that now we have to we have to switch how we um you know introduce you because you know you're not just the Australian sensation you're Melanie Schubert author of this anthology that's coming out that's kicking gonna kick ass and I cannot wait thank you as soon as I have like an official date that it's coming out yeah let's add it to my intro yeah of course the severed cape right Severed cape, baby. It's not. It's like. No, it's not. (laughs) (laughs) That's what it is. It's not. It's. Mm. I'm sorry about that. I apologize. (laughs) When you read it, you'll understand how how tragic that comment was in context. Uh Oh, Oh, no. no. I take it back. (laughs) No, but it's. Yeah, like, honestly, I forget because, like, as we know, everything in publishing can be like so slow. Yeah. <laughs> so like I forget, although this has been relatively fast, real talk. So yeah, yeah. But I just mean I don't, it's not like I'm hearing from them every week or whatever. So I kind of forget about it. But it's yeah. nice to be remember it's nice to be reminded and remember that it's coming. And yeah. Hell yes. Hell yes. I can't freaking wait. And have to paint my body. Um, but I <laughs> I don't think I don't think anybody could ever like outdo you in the like body paint like <laughs> cheerleader dramatic um like re re-reading of like you are like you are author goal friendship goals <laughs> for so many right like i we've had people reach out or even when okay here let me let me explain when i was i just came back literally last night from a conference from a big book festival in atlanta georgia and and i was walking around and people would come up to me and be like hey i listened to your podcast and and like melanie is so funny she's great and i was like hey hello i'm here too Aww. what about me you know it was all about melanie and i was like you know what it's true melanie's hilarious and um and and so, and so great and such a good friend and like the video you did of you <laughs> you reading Sinner's Isle wasn't <laughs> I wasn't ready I was literally not prepared for that so yeah you're such a great supportive friend so okay um, so I'll, I'll try and paint my body yeah you better first <laughs> of all um if anyone thinks I'm funny it's only because I have an amazing co-host to bounce off like I'm very much an energy person and like I very much feed off mm-hmm. you and I'm sure that yeah. they were just in awe of you and couldn't even get words out <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> nope it wasn't that it wasn't that well, what can <laughs> they, they say? were just like I told Melanie's you great and it's I told true. you it's your Australian friend 
you know, like Australians have become important to America. I don't make oh, okay. rules, but I just, I just accept it. You saw one thing with an Australian. <laughs> you saw one thing, and, and RuPaul, just... RuPaul's partner is Australian. <laughs> you see? Okay, I'll give you that. And, I'll give it to you. And I yes. find a lot of uh, American series or movies, they'll just be like a random Australian. Well, hey, no. At the hotel, there was a random Australian. She was like the concierge when I came up and I was like, ah. oh. I almost was like, where are you from? Because I know one person in Australia, so I'm practically an expert. I should have asked her like, hey, have you ever had camel meat? <laughs> you should have. You should have. For reference, that was one of our <laughs> lovely friends in the Discord. Well, how did camels come up though? I don't, I, we, had, had we mentioned it? I can't remember, but camels came up and apparently camels are a problem in Australia. They're a huge problem. They're like a very <laughs> invasive pest. Like we <laughs> have so many that they're like a problem for the native wildlife. So, but like we are, fun fact, like we have like, I think the largest wild herd and I think the largest wild herd of single humped camels too. So there's okay, two can, you, can we just reel this back a second? Yeah. Are camels native to Australia? No, and not as okay. far as I know. Now, I've said that, pulled that out of my ass. There may be, like, one type that is, but I don't think so. I think they're so all... So how the fuck did this happen, Melanie? How how are you guys plagued with... Oh, because... <laughs> oh. <laughs> so everybody brought whatever they wanted with them, and so there's... Well, sure. ...introduced species of plants and animals... Sometimes wow. it works, sometimes it doesn't. Uh, fun fact, I read that prickly pears, I think, they actually became a huge problem when they were introduced. They took over like thousands and thousands of kilometers oh. of land. They just grew everywhere. Wow. Yeah, it was a real so Is it very, is it like the center of Australia? Like, is it desert? It's real deserty? Yeah, 100% it's desert. Yeah. I've been out okay. there and there's nothing <laughs> there's wow. nothing but frilled neck lizards and a few blue looking shrubs <laughs> and camels yeah and the odd oasis you know and of course camels yeah so we are like because of our like shocking amount of camels we are the largest exporter of camel meat <laughs> to the world we are the ones even though we probably hey. camels from saudi arabia or something they originated yeah. from not from here well, see, this is why Americans love Australians, I think, because we just, we love a good camel story. You know, yeah. we love this One sort hump of... or two. <laughs> <laughs> we just, we love camels in yeah. America. We really They're do. trying to make the milk take off. I've actually seen, oh. I've never seen camel meat in the shop, but I have seen the milk in the supermarkets occasionally. They try to make <sighs> it take off. They're like, oh, it's got this nutrient and that nutrient. But um, Australians are pretty funny about their milk, so it hasn't fully sure. taken here. Sure. Yeah. 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 They'll have I... the nut milk, you know, nut milk, yeah. oat milk. Yeah. It's all a big thing here, but camel milk is still got a question mark. <laughs> that's that's something. Yeah, they're probably a little hard to like wrap the brain around. Like, <laughs> it's mm. not your local barista isn't going to offer it just yet. <laughs> you know, like I'm not looking at that camel and I'm thinking, mmm, yeah. I want to taste from that teat. <laughs> like... <laughs> but it's funny how people get so icked out about it because, yeah, literally, yeah. like, regular milk still coming from udders, my friends. You know, like, yeah, it's just just a different true. udder, just a different udder. <laughs> oh, wow. I feel, I feel like we can end the show right there. <laughs> uh, no, we can't end the show because we have just 
you've just touched on your glorious experience and I want to hear so much more. I saw so many like podcast faces. Can you think off the top of your head? I want to like shout them out. Who did you see who we've had on the pod? So, um, gosh, I don't want to miss anybody, but like, I mean, I very, very like, like when I saw Nikki Payne, the Nikki Payne author pride and pride and protest um when I saw her I was like I heard her first and I thought that's Nikki Payne like I know that's Nikki Payne and um we had our fun moment of just like hugging and like looking at each other and just staring at each other um she is as beautiful and wonderful as we knew she would be and everybody was all about Nikki Payne and rightly so because she's fabulous um Susan Lee, I saw, I just saw her like in passing. She was just, zoom, zoom. she knows everybody. She is everywhere. She's wonderful. She's so cool. And, um, oh, Emily Feed. We had a panel yes. together. Uh, Rebecca Ross. I had two panels with her. Um, gosh, so many. Oh, Jenna. Like there's so many faces that I saw and it was really, really fun um, just to get to see people who I hadn't seen you know, physically before there at that one, because there's so many romance writers. Mm-hmm. Um, I hope I didn't miss anybody, but Miss Jill from my memory. Oh, oh, Jill too, <laughs> who we're gonna have on. Yeah. Um, I I booked Miss Jill too. She was there. We had a panel together. Author of The Dividing Sky by Jill Two. Dystopian romance coming out by Joy Revolution. Fabulous book. Um, yeah. So it's it was really, really fun just to hang with people and get to meet new authors that like I hadn't really known or I'd been following and like, Mm. you know, kind of fangirling over, but it was really, really fun. Um, Like I was telling Lissa who she wasn't there, but Lissa Mia Smith, who we've had on twice author of Ravel. um, I was telling her, cause she was asking how it was, how how it went. And I was like, I wish I wouldn't have. And I did, I hid in my, I hid in my um, hotel a little bit too much. I I wish I would have gone down and socialized like more one-on-one time. Cause you know, there's just so much happening. Yeah. Um and I, you know, but I, I got like a little like like schoolgirl nervous of like Aww. going into groups and be like, hey, yeah. you might not recognize me, but uh we fall, you know, like I got like I got a little like um like awkward already nervous of being like introducing myself um but but it was so fun and um gosh she just uh it was a really really cool cool time like the hotel was fun like all the panels were really great I got to meet so many readers and I got to like introduce myself and my book to so many that had never even heard of it so um yeah so I was like yes like this is exactly why I'm here for people who had never even seen it and they're like oh my god that cover and I was like yes thank you um so I was out there just hustling selling books selling myself I was on uh, a panel one it was a truth or dare panel really and it was like it was just like a fun panel of oh I saw oh before I get into that I saw Allie one of our dear friends from the from discord from the pod um i got to hug her and say hi and she gave snacks um and i was gonna try i was gonna try and uh, send you those but unfortunately you ate them um, 
my son opened he ate he ate the popcorn I'll there. Give oh <laughs> i know <laughs> i was like who who ate all of this because it was um it was chocolate donut flavored popcorn oh and it God. i should have hit it i should have known better it was gone it was gone. no i gift it i gift it yeah <laughs> so that was really sweet <laughs> Yes. And um she was telling me that she has a dog that's half Chihuahua, half German Shepherd, which I thought was a wonderful oh. little <laughs> How did that happen? The the dad was the Chihuahua. Oh funnily yes. enough. Yes, boy. Yes, <laughs> boy. That was quite possibly one of my favorite stories of the whole thing was just learning about this boy Chihuahua that was just getting it in. He's um so, a little Casanova. Yeah. So, but did he, but did he have... fly? Was it artificial <laughs> insemination or like? He how must did... have. She must have wanted it. She must have saw that little Chihuahua and been like, "Come over here, boy." Like, she, she, the German Shepherd had to have. She had to have. It was consensual. <laughs> I can't with you. I can't. <laughs> it was consensual. If if you're letting that it thing, would have had to be. <laughs> we love a short king and so does the german shepherd she loved a short king she said get over here yeah he would be a little king pomeranians they're so sassy uh, oh he's a chihuahua a chihuahua, chihuahua. oh my god yeah, so sassy <laughs> <laughs> so that was a favorite moment yeah just visualizing this um so that was fun uh shout out and um, just so many like fun moments of just like interacting with people. But like I had a one, the panel I was talking about, it, it was a truth or dare oh, yeah. panel. And I was so, I was terrified. I was so scared Aww. to do this because I was like, I don't know what sort of truths or dares or what, but it actually ended up being really fun. And I embarrassed myself. Um, I told a story I, <laughs> that I think, I think changed a lot of people's I, <laughs> One we haven't heard on the pod? Yeah, because they asked like, oh, what was one of your, or uh, what they what was the question? It was like, tell us something you never told your parents <gasps> that you did. And I was like, oh God, there's so many, so many things. Like yeah. if you ask my mom, she would say I was the perfect child, like just a sweet, quiet oh, you angel. you were one of those. You were one of those. Yes. Hid your naughtiness. <laughs> oh, I, my stepdad knew right away when he saw, like, first time he ever saw me, he was like, uh-oh, this one. But my mom would never hear it. She'd be like, she never would do this. And it was always me. It was always me doing the things, but then letting everybody else, my siblings, get in trouble for it. <laughs> um, So I told them, I in front of a panel of people, why did I, I don't know why I couldn't, my brain couldn't come up with anything less, like, terrible to tell. <laughs> but but we had, we lived like in the small town. And so like, if you walked around, some neighbors had like properties and this one neighbor had a pond of like special fish that he loved. And he hated my siblings, like, and I, because we were just hellions. We weren't allowed in the house. And so we were just off just doing all kinds of stuff. <laughs> and so he would always yell at us like, get off the lawn. And, you know, so we hated him. So after he had yelled at me about something, I went and I grabbed some fishing, a fishing pole. And I, and I, and I, and I went and I, I fished and I caught one of his special fish, Valley. Um, a goldfish? Like a koi? I don't, it was like a koi fish. Yeah. Okay. Now that I'm an adult, I understand those things are not cheap. And I understand why he'd yell at like this 10 year old kid. 
Did he ever so I, did he find out? No, never. I would never. Okay, so I, I catch the fish, Melanie. Yeah. And I think, well, what am I going to do about this thing? So I decide I'm going to cook it. I decide not cook it. <laughs> I decide not cook it. <laughs> I decide, oh, I can't just let it just go to waste. Like I got to do something about this thing. And so I, I started a fire in my backyard <laughs> to cook the fish. And then I, I, I caught my backyard on fire, Melanie. <gasps> oh my gosh. Oh my God. Yeah. And then, and so I didn't tell anybody. I just told my parents like that the neighbor that our other neighbor who also really hated us again, rightly so now that I'm an adult and I understand, I told them, Oh, he probably like flicked a cigarette over and it caught fire. I lied. You were crafty about it. I was so crafty. I lied. I caught this fish. Okay. This, <laughs> this expensive fish. I murdered it, Melanie. I murdered the fish and I tried to eat it. Did you but try I caught to eat it? Was it all right? No, there. I set fire to the backyard, Melanie. I had to run. You had to run. I, was there fire like fully everywhere? Yeah, it was a big. It was a pretty good sized fire because the grass was dry. Because yeah, Did so the fire brigade come out and everything. Oh no, no, I oh, just no. ran, and it luckily like <laughs> it luckily it went out. out. But there was there was the remains were there, but I no one cared because they were like, what the hell's what, the backyard's on fire? So yeah, so that was the story I told. I told in public, Melanie, I told people I murdered a fish and and set my house on almost on fire. And and I regretted telling that story, Melanie. (laughs) (laughs) But what I have to say, what was hilarious is after that panel. Yeah. I was coming out of another panel and this mother comes up to me and she was like, hey, my daughter is is buying your book right now. Aww. When she comes over here, will you please draw a fish in the book? <laughs> and she said it. She thought it was so hilarious. So she, can you yeah. draw the fish? And so I, I did. And so, <laughs> oh so you know, yeah. I, I live for this story. And you know what? That's why she wanted you to draw it, though, because it's like it is the kind of stuff people often take to their grave <laughs> although it's so and far past <laughs> it's so far past who cares it's kind of hilarious if it makes you feel better when I was a kid we used oh, to did you murder off. anything yeah I did and I oh did good oh good the, let me hear what is it well when I was very little and I'm not proud I am not proud. oh no I I was very into animals and <laughs> I hated being in school so I caught a bunch of butterflies but I was like, well, they have wings, so they'll fly away if I don't sort that out. So oh. in my little stupid childhood brain, I was like, I'll just take their wings off and then I can keep them in my desk. Oh, my God. So not proud of that, but <laughs> I was very little. We'll forgive that one. But the one that haunted me for years was when we were kids and we were camping and we used to catch frogs and then one of the boys had it in their head that like, well, you know, the French eat frogs. So why don't we just roast these frogs? So we like literally, yeah, we like skewered these poor frogs and roasted them on the fire, but no one ate it. And I was so like haunted by the actual act of it because it was like not something we grew up eating at all. So I wasn't like, it was just felt like murdering a pet. Yeah. (laughs) I was not okay. I was not okay. (laughs) 
But it wasn't a magical koi. Don't read any Japanese mythology. You might feel worse about that one. (laughs) Shit. Yeah, you're right. (laughs) Well, it's, yeah, because especially, like, you know those things were pricey. Oh, I shit. One on my I'm sleeve. so sorry. I'm that, so sorry. It's really one of the biggest parts of my sleeve is a coin. <laughs> I'm so. so sorry. I didn't know any. I didn't know. But or, now that I'm an adult, I know. Or it might have been where your magic came from. Oh, ooh. That's the other option. Maybe your magic came from that koi. From murdering a fish. Yeah. I love like how go seriously you took that. You were just like, yeah, I, right. <laughs> I, I really did. I really thought I just accepted that. I was yeah, like, you know you, what? I accept it. I think it's facts. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so listeners, listeners, go go out there and murder a koi. Go out there. You'll get some magic. <laughs> I am so glad we had this conversation because I bought you something when I was out in Chinatown the other day. And I was oh. like, mm, is it too far? I was like, it might be too far. I was like, nah, I think she can handle it. She'll see the humor behind it. And after this story, I feel quite okay about it. Oh, I'm excited. <laughs> yeah, you should be. <laughs> and scared. And yeah. scared. Both yeah. are an important part of... Um, so I'm going to send you that and the T-shirt, which Alice has seen there. And then also some of these yes. bad boys. Yes. I wish I had the, like, I should have thought to even like print those up myself to go to those things, but I'm going to possibly go to another thing in a couple months. So I'll be bringing those. Yeah. And what I'm thinking is because the reason I decided to print them now, for those of you who aren't watching, it's our logo. It's like our, our faces, (laughs) our glorious faces on our logo. Um, And I want to kind of, I think I want to just send them like it. I mean, it might get out of hand, but it's not like we've got tens of thousands of listeners. So I was thinking like pretty much any listener who wants these stickers of our logo, I think I would like send it, send them stickers in in like a, in a letter and I'll send you yeah. some as well. Because yeah, I just, yeah, yeah I, I saw it was cute. There's people already who are really excited about them. And I'm like, well, you'll get two stickers, maybe more. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> Depending on your excitement level, we'll see how many stickers you're you can get. I will, though, because like it's precious to me that people would actually think it's cool, you know? Like, yeah. So yeah, I mean, honestly, like we, we, I mean, we would enjoy doing this, just chatting with each other, no matter Mm -hmm. what. Like, this is really fun. But like, when we do get to have experiences with our listeners and chat with them, and like, just know that people are listening, it's so special and really cool. Um, so I love that I love that because we are grateful and like yeah it's amazing it's amazing that anybody would tune in and listen to us talk about the things we talk about (laughs) because I'm just thinking about the last 20 minutes of what we've talked about and if you're still here (laughs) you deserve a damn sticker you deserve a sticker so just dm us and I will send it to you um yeah I don't know how much cards are (laughs) like just a single envelope stamp but I don't think it'll be too much and I don't think I'm going to be inundated with hundreds and hundreds anyway. Um, yeah. If I am, I might let you send some of the American ones with from your stack. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Deal. Deal? Deal. Um, Deal. But tell me, like, what was your favorite memory from... Oh, did I say that it was for our 100th ep or did I get sidetracked? I think you mentioned that, like, before we had Carrie come on. 
Yeah, yeah. So it's it's kind of like I was inspired to do it now because we're coming up to our 100th episode of recording. And yeah, like you said, to me, it is wild as well that people will not just like listen to this, but like support us and love on us. And there's so many people like when they post stuff, I don't think they realize how much it cheers us on because you're right. We chat in DMs like this regardless, but I don't think I would have continuously kept putting this amount into it if it wasn't for those people, you know? Yeah, 100%. Because that makes it, like, fun and just, like, even, like, having carry on today, somebody who's been, like, that we've yeah. interacted with is so cool. And, yeah, so stickers for everyone. Um, <laughs> oh, man, 100 episodes almost. We're nearly there. Like, that is wild. It feels like it and it totally doesn't all at the same time. 100%. Like, wow. I it's it's wild like a hundred is such a massive number like to think that we've done this almost a hundred times is mind-blowing it is (laughs) what it's amazing honestly (laughs) it's it's and it's fun it's really cool and honestly like going to that book convention this weekend Mm. and I we've said this many many times but I would have never ever been able to even get through a panel like without losing my shit had we not been doing this and putting in the work and and like learning how to communicate and talk and um like I had the panel with Rebecca Ross I had two and afterwards who we love Rebecca Ross is like the shit and afterwards I had she was talking with um uh Vanya who put on the entire the wow. entire thing and yeah. then another um another author named joe and uh i walked up and they were kind of we we're just chit-chatting and and they rebecca said like i love listening to you talk she's talking she's told me that yeah she told me true. that and i was flabbergasted but honestly and she was like even on the podcast like mm-hmm. and i was just had we not had the podcast i would have not learned how to talk i would have been such a mess at all times. And it, it's truly been so amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, so to almost be at a hundred episodes is, yeah. yeah, it's beautiful. It's wonderful. It's so cool. I think you're a natural, which is why I was like crossing my fingers and toes that you would say yes to doing this with me in the first place. But I know, I also know what you're talking about. Like it's one <laughs> thing to like fake it till you make it and be like, you know, our initial episodes were very sweaty for both of us. You know? Yes. But One... I get what you're saying. Like it has like kind of even episodes, like when we did really, I was so, so nervous. It felt really important. But then once we actually got going, I just went into autopilot of, I do this every week with you. And yeah. Yeah. And also I think cut yourself some slack if you needed to hide in your room a bit. Cause from what I saw, you were out and about a lot more than the other times, you know, like, yeah, you, you you looked so fucking professional. I was like, my God, that's my friend. Look at her fly. Hey, I was out there. I, that's true. I was out there. I was you mingling. Cut yourself some slack because it's happening at a pace that's going to be comfortable for you. You know, mm-hmm. like every time you go, you make new friends. Every time you go, you went to the dinner this time. You didn't go last time. True. That is true. Look I did go. I went, to, I went to a dinner. Yeah. And I every did. time it will feel a little less uh terrifying every time you might get a little bit more sleep which will give you a little bit more bandwidth to do a little yeah. bit more you know melanie you are the queen of advice like <laughs> it you came and even with when you listeners when you listen later 
to the episode of Carrie. Like Melanie is coming with some heat today. She is she is the wise one. She is coming hot. It's only because she needed a lot of therapy. So she's saying these things to herself. Yes. <laughs> All day, that, every day yeah. to get through the day. <laughs> yes. But it's perfect. Like it's funny because it's always so easy to tell somebody else, right? But yeah. not take it. But now yeah. you're saying it again. So now you have to re-listen to it again when you edit this and you're like, oh, right, Melanie. True. It's true. It is like, and I think the more we have conversations about that kind of stuff, it just, it gets easier and it feels less scary because you realize once you realize you're in a safe space, it completely changes what you can talk about with people, you know? And maybe that's why you told that story because you were like, I actually feel safe with the bookish community to tell this story that like maybe some people would like, (laughs) whatever, if you felt afraid to tell it before. But no, they loved it. They like this. They stand the story. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Bookish people are so great. And, yes. you know, I feel like, yeah, having this is like you, you learn to just be more and more comfortable with just being truthful. Mm. Like when you told the story, um, when you shit your pants. <laughs> <laughs> Classic listeners, please listen back to past episodes to hear about the time I shit my pants. Also included is the time Angela weed in a puddle. <laughs> Those moments, like when you tell them and you yeah. like get that off your chest, it's so re- it's so freeing. And it's like some of them are so dumb, mm. and people are like, "Oh no, I totally shit my pants too." Like no yeah. big deal. And and so it's like the more you're able to like release stuff the happier and like lighter it feels. And so, yeah, I murdered a fish. Yeah. You You know, you you did that, (laughs) but you're so right. And like, I can't tell you how much this is bringing true with me this year, especially as I let go more and more of like ideas I may have had, like even when we're chatting with Carrie and stuff, and I'm more and more trusting that instinct, that instinct of, I want to work with good people. Like in Mm. this industry, I want to interact with good people. And that's the thing. Your people laugh at that story and they like you more for it when you tell them you you shit your pants. They're just like, I'm so glad you shared that with me. You know what I mean? And and that's it. It kind of frees you up to like, yeah, like I sent some random submissions yesterday and like, I was just like, damn, like I really like the stuff I, I, like I submitted direct to a publisher, an old project. And I was like, I'm going to just go for it. Because yes. let's see what happens. And so that's why I was so like serendipitous talking to Kerry today. And I was like, yes, doing the thing, the side thing. We got my side bitch of publishing happening right now. Yes, let me- bitch. <laughs> Let me tell you how fucking validating that chat we had with her was, though, about like wait times and stuff. Like I, I would like to like in the safe space of p- publishing in book world, I would like to open up the conversations of like, could we have a standardized wait time? Because you know how I love the agent folk. You know how, like, I I understand how busy they get. But I do, I find myself thinking some of those things we talked about, like leaving people on hold for, like, up to a year and, and more for stuff is a lot. You know, it's a yeah. lot for anyone. Some of these things I'm just like, could we open up conversations about it, friends, and be like, yeah, maybe, like, six months maximum and then you know they close 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 to other queries you know so it's very I'm very um in line with talking about those things 
Hell yeah. I mean, honestly, it's like queering is such a mind fuck. And yeah. so if you, if there's anything that could be done to kind of help that, mm. I think, I think we should explore it because it is, it's yeah. tough. Even if an editor or an agent was just like in their thing, like if you don't hear from me in six months, you know, I agree. Something send me a nudge or something, right? Or or just consider it a, a pass mm -hmm. or you know, I don't know. I don't know what it what the the thing to do oh, there yeah. was, but but I did love like hearing what Carrie had to say, which was like mm. I didn't want to wait. So I did something else and yes. it worked out. And you know, well, you'll hear. I don't want to spoiler yeah. alert, but you know, and it worked out. And so I love that there's different different things to do. And I love that you mm. like while you're in this queering trench, like, well, fuck it, yeah. I'm going to try an anthology and, yeah. you know, and I'm going to do other things. And so yeah. it's like, your mind's not so stuck on one thing. You're like, screw it. I'm going to submit to a publisher. Like that's fucking yeah. amazing. Yeah. I submitted a uh, soul swapped to a publisher and I submitted some poems to like some random. Oh, cool. Yeah. I've never done that before, but I was like, I really like a few of these poems that have popped out of me lately. I was like, Oh, I'll just give it a go. I found a what publisher those? that sounded like really like friendly and they didn't have all these restrictions. And I was like, mm, I want to sub to you. And that's what I was meaning. Like I'm leaning into trusting that energy. I actually didn't look how well renowned they are. I was like, what do I feel about this publisher? I feel yeah. good, good energy, good vibes. And so I just went for it. So we'll see. We'll see. It's just, it's good to get those tendrils out there. However, yes. I see we are down to like the wire <laughs> of our time. So let's read Carrie's bio. <laughs> yes. Do you want to do it or do you want me to do uh, it? Are you, um, go for it, Melanie. Are you, yeah. are you live on there already? I'm live on there. Okay, go for it. I see you hovering in there. I'll I'm out. I'm out. I'm out. No, I'll accept it. I'll accept it. I don't know why it startled me the other day. <laughs> Carrie Fay is a Gen X wife and a mom who found her passion to write later in life. A graduate of Murray State University, she has a bachelor's degree in elementary education. Raised in Western Kentucky, where her debut novel, Dead Girl, takes place, the author currently resides near the Rocky Mountain Flatrians. <laughs> what is I that? don't know. I'm, I'm out of there. I don't know. Rocky Mountain Flatrions in Colorado, <laughs> where there is far less humidity, but not nearly enough barbecue. Her debut novel, Dead Girl, will be published on February 26th, 2024 by the Wild Rose Press. Yes. I can't believe you made it in time. I did Good make job, it in Melanie. time. Woo. I'm probably going to get cut off for this part, but I also wanted to shout out, I got this arc from Paula Gleason, who our mummage's reach is wide because she put me in touch with her and I cannot wait. We're going to have her on the show soon. I can't yes. believe I got that in until it cut out. But yeah, I just it just came in the mail now, and I was like, "Yes, <laughs> you look amazing. I love your shirt." Yeah. <laughs> I, I told Melanie in the chat, I was like, "I either look like a like a pilgrim in mourning, or Wednesday Adams aged up." <laughs> either way, I'm here for it. Either way. Oh, thank you, thank you. My brother's gonna give me hell. I just know it. <laughs> oh, really? I love that. It uh, oh, yeah. feels very in line with the title of your book. <laughs> uh, yeah. I didn't even think about that. <laughs> that was nice, Melanie. A good tie-in. We love a good yeah, tie-in. Yeah. We uh, should have. Uh, yeah. Yes, yes. A good tie-in. <laughs> oh! <laughs> you did not come to play around. <laughs> <I'm just hot. laughs> 
Amazing. Well, we're so excited, obviously, to have you on. Yeah. You're one of our dear friends, and it's so fun to like have all of our Discord friends like come on the show and and get to brag about your books and all the fun things. Yeah. So so thank well, you for thank joining you us so much. Thank you for having me. It's pretty cool. Yeah, <laughs> it's awesome. Well, can you tell us just a little bit about yourself? Uh, yes, I am Carrie, and I live in Colorado currently, but you may notice a bit of an accent. I'm from Kentucky originally, so I have a little bit of that Southern draw. Um, I like to say that Kentucky is home to, you know, beautiful horses and fast women. So <laughs> here I am. <laughs> Prepare yourself. Oh. oh my God. I love that. Melanie was just, <laughs> Melanie was just in my DMs, um, trying to do a Southern accent. So Melanie, do you want to show a real, sure darling, I'll give you my accent anytime. <laughs> oh my God. Bless your heart. <laughs> okay, but hear me out. I've been watching Love is Blind season, whatever it is, and there's a lot of um, yeah. Southern accents, and my brain just goes, accent, I must replicate. <laughs> no kidding. Not that I can. I, I can't show. replicate. <laughs> oh, Melanie, you sure can. It was really good. It was great. Almost well, as what? good as your Where's Australian it? accent. <laughs> Uh, I know, I know how to do it. Arnar, Arnar. That's all I got. Arnar, Arnar. I learned that from Drag Race, our Drag Race um, friends. Uh, okay, well, let's get into our random facts uh, section that we love. It's it's becoming one of my favorites because it really, truly, like we get to know people a little bit better in the most random ways. Um, okay, first question is: What is the strangest thing you own? The strangest thing I own um, currently, right now, let me move stuff out of the way. Um, I have this guy or girl, we're not sure on gender. Can you see that? Yes. My author friend, Jaylee Austin, that's her pen name. She went to Australia. I didn't even think about that. She went to Australia and New Zealand over um, the holiday break. Yeah. And she brought this back with her for the rest of our critique group. And I thought it was the sweetest thing, but it kind of has um, an interesting backstory. Oh, <laughs> oh what is yeah. yeah, it does. So you know how there's like different sub genres of the romance genre. And <laughs> so we were talking one day. <laughs> as authors do yeah and so there is this subgenre kind of called like monster romance yes we were talking we were like hey, so how would that work with an octopus because that's a lot of a lot going on <laughs> suction you know things yeah <laughs> <laughs> Now, like, you know, like we just went down the road of like, how does that work? It won't look like Yeah. Oh like, my God. I mean, tentacle, tentacle porn is a thing, right? It's a whole genre. <laughs> look, I don't know, but we had fun with it. 
<laughs> I only know from Sex Education, the YA series. Questionably oh, YA. Is yes. it YA? Oh, I don't know. Oh, yeah. Is know. that new adult? I don't know. But, it, but it's so good. Now I now I really need to look into this more. I, I feel like I need to know. But but I, I also really don't like octopus. Sis, octopi. Oh, no. Because just, <laughs> just imagine the suction, right? Just the right just up yeah yeah that's what we were talking like how would that work and then like what would your body look like after oh yeah not good not good man we love a writer's group for this <laughs> only in a writer's group can you really just like try and figure these things out and then get a gift of an octopus <laughs> oh i love it uh what is something you think of way too often what do you think about way too often Oh my gosh. Worst case scenarios. Relatable. Yeah. <laughs> that will give you an insight of how my brain works. Like I just like, I will think of like the worst thing that could happen at just basically any moment in time. <laughs> mm-hmm. What's the worst thing that could happen? You know, you're doing the, you know, the podcast. What's the worst thing that happen? Well, internet goes out. Okay. Well, you can maybe use your phone. Like I'm, I'm thinking about all these things, you know, like what are the back what's the backup plan you know like what what you know like driving down the road like what if that car ran the stuff like what you know mm. yes yes but I think That's it too helps real. me as an author right like I can think of the worst case scenarios for my character and like put it and then figure out a way to get out of it you know what I mean yes it's like it's perfect it's like perfect therapy of like all my anxieties yeah. I'm just going to put onto the page and watch them figure it out and we're always, and we're, you're obviously natu- very naturally good at saying what if. So it's it, it lends perfectly to storytelling because you're already asking yourself what if all the time. So, so yeah, right? yay, yay, anxiety. Yay. Right. <laughs> we're also the most likely to survive as a species because we were always ready because it was like, what if the dinosaur could climb that cliff? We'll pick a different cliff back in prehistoric times we are descendant yeah. from the most anxious overthinkers who survived who survived exactly <laughs> exactly yeah. which also feeds into my hoarding tendencies <laughs> ah. <laughs> oh my gosh the pandemic like I bought so much toilet paper it was ridiculous <laughs> it was you it was you <laughs> I own it man I use that Costco membership like a boss man <laughs> <laughs> We had way too much toilet paper, not nearly enough to eat, but that's okay. <laughs> yeah, dark days, dark days. Uh, yeah, yeah, right. Oh, yeah, dark days of society where where yeah. now we know where all the toilet paper went. It went to yeah, Colorado. Okay, the question that I have is: Do you still have COVID toilet paper left in storage? Was it that amount that it, it still that survives? <laughs> <laughs> that would literally be a shit in the paper right now. <laughs> that is that much. <laughs> Just enough. Just good. Enough. Good. Enough to survive off of. That's good. That's yeah. good. <laughs> I love that. Uh, okay. Last question is what is one thing or what is the most random memorable life moments? Uh, it could be funny or otherwise. What's something that one of your favorite moments and memories? Dude, I'm not afraid to make fun of myself, okay? Yes. <laughs> I good. have a lot of stories to pick through. And I think the one that you might find the most interesting was the time that I lied to Oprah Winfrey. <laughs> yes. 
<laughs> do, tell. Need- <laughs> do tell. <laughs> I do tell. It involves my mother, so I hope she forgives me for this. Uh, <laughs> so it, this was back in 2005. I had just turned 30. And so my husband, knowing what a big fan of Oprah I was, did the thing where he called in and was like, you know, repeat dialing, trying to get these free tickets to see her. Well, lo and behold, he got the tickets. And so for my birthday, he surprised me with tickets to Chicago and going to the Oprah Winfrey show. And there was two tickets. So, of course, I took my mom. She was the one that practically raised me. She and Oprah. (laughs) So so we get to Chicago and um, there was a, what do you call it, a screening of a movie that was about to come out. Um, because the guest was, of course, going to be the star in the movie. So we went and saw the screen in the movie. And the movie is called Prime. And who was in it? I think it was um, Uma Thurmond and Glenn Close, I believe. Oh. And um, so the theme, if you will, of the show and movie was like, would you date someone with a big age gap? I guess, because I think like the star in the movie like was in her prime and she ah. dated someone who was a lot younger. That's the name of the title. So anyway, long story short, we go, we see the screening. My mom and I, we have our opinions. Okay. We're like, hell no, ain't nobody going <laughs> to marry somebody or date someone that much younger. You know, it's just a movie, blah, blah, blah. Okay. Free tickets. We're at the Oprah show and, um, you know, they're out over to the side, like, like, you know, there's the prime center viewers and then you got the, you know, this. And then we're like, we're literally at the edge of the seating. But you were in. We were not, you were in. <laughs> we were in the show. And Oprah was right over there, you know. Wow. <laughs> so, so I guess they had the whole place mic'd up, man. I mean, you can't say nothing without them knowing. And so every time Oprah raised her right arm, there was a hole under her in like in her underarm like where the seam is there was a hole and I was like man somebody needs to tell her that you know my mom's like mm-hmm, because of that tv you know like we were taking <laughs> breaks right and all of a sudden you see like someone coming over and talking to her and we and mom and I noticed that in the next segment she never raised her arm again I was like oh oh somebody told her yeah yes <laughs> Break. Um, Oprah, you know, asked the audience, like, would, you know, what do you guys think about this? You know, like, would you date someone that was younger? And um, I was like, you know, mom and I both were like, oh, and she's like, raise your hands. You know, we're like, no, no way. You know, and I don't know if it was a prize for pointing out the pit hole. <laughs> she goes, you're over there. <laughs> she points to me. And I was like, mm-hmm. <laughs> know how I am about like I just like I claim up, and um, she's like, why? How old are you? Why? Why wouldn't you date someone that's you know younger? <laughs> and I was here comes the lie. <laughs> I said I'm 26, and my mom goes, No, you're not. <laughs> Oh my god. Come on, mom. Just lie with your daughter. Just lie. Lie. Lie, mom. You know, 
I was there because I just turned 30. It was my 30th birthday. Not even close to 26. Not even close. <laughs> oh, in shock that Oprah was talking to me. <laughs> the yeah. number just came out of my mouth. The second number just came out of my mouth. Neither one true. <laughs> Oh my god. And so thank I, goodness my mom was there <laughs> to correct me on national television. Oh my god. Of course, moms would. What did Oprah say? Laugh and then she wouldn't know what, what we thought and all that good stuff. But I was just mortified. Mortified. Oh my god. It's it's easy to forget your age, you know, especially when you're there for your 30th birthday. Um right. gift, you know right. it's yeah. <laughs> that would haunt me I I would wake up in cold sweats Melanie you're not supposed to say that you're not supposed to tell her that but it's true no like not the lying part that the lying part but your mom calling you out in front of Oprah that part would traumatize me for a really long time Oh, and this is whenever they started doing the after show. So I didn't make like the um, actual show that came on in the afternoon, but I, got, I made it to the after show. So people who tuned into that got to actually see it all play out. Oh, <laughs> my gosh. But that you were amazing. on Oprah. Like, come on. It doesn't matter if you were infamous or famous. You were on Oprah. <laughs> yeah. Oh my right? gosh. Nobody needs to know I lied to Oprah Winfrey. <laughs> uh, that is that's freaking amazing. I love this story so much. <laughs> oh my gosh. That is hilarious. What a great story, like mm-hmm. to have. Oh no, you I'm you have to turn that into some sort of some sort of book. I feel like it's gonna have to be yeah. a thing. Uh, it could be like good fodder for like a rom com or something like that. You know? Yeah. Yeah. 100% like it's got you have to you absolutely have to put it in something because it's oh, hilarious yeah. did you know you always like let's like speaking of like books and writing like did you know you always wanted to be a writer absolutely not zero yeah. percent <laughs> well how did it, how did it happen like bring us back how did this come to be you know I think I've got a thick skull and obviously things don't process very well when it comes to numbers but um yeah like looking back I can see where it might have been in my path in life because I did pretty good in school in that area um but you know like my focus was on you know raising the kids and you know just doing that and never really thought twice about like what I wanted to do if that makes any sense yep just yeah. kind of doing what I thought was expected of me. And then um, not to get too deep, but like in 2017, I was in a bad accident. Mm-hmm. And um, it kind of like, you know, you kind of reassess your priorities and went through a lot of rehabilitation and yeah. finally got use of my hands. And then I was just like, oh, you kind of like, you could either go back to the way things were, or you could like, you know, be bold and, you know, try something new. And so God put it on my heart to try writing. And in 2018, I participated in NaNoWriMo, fell in love, Amazing. loved it so much. And so, um, but then we moved in 2019, pandemic 2020, so I didn't get back to it to 2021. And that's when I wrote Dead Girl. And um, I've just been in love ever since. I just think yeah. it's the best 
thing. <laughs> Torture sometimes, but the best thing. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. wild. It's like something, yeah, like that we hear quite a bit actually that like as horrible as it is, sometimes these traumatic events are these markers in our lives that are like, well, hang on, what am I doing? What do I really Right. want to be doing? Like, and yeah, it's so amazing that you were able to pivot from that and like chase something that felt so that you were so drawn to. Yeah. And it's, I, you know, like, like I said, if I look back, I think that love of writing was always there, but you know, at school, they like, it's an assignment. They make you do it. <laughs> you know, it's not a choice, Yes. <laughs> Oh, 100%. you know, you know, and some people that works for them, but for me, it just felt like, you know, work, but Yes. you know, when it came to choosing what I want to write, you know, it's just like, wow, you know, like, Passion just kind of, I don't know, ignited. That is amazing. I love that. Like it's a that is the coolest thing. So so like you write the book. What happens after? Like tell us the process that you went through to writing. Like this is your first book that you've written that you're publishing, Mm -hmm. Dead Girl. Uh, no, in NaNoWriMo, Okay. well, this is, I guess, technically the second manuscript, but NaNoWriMo, I wrote um, a young adult fantasy um more of a heroic fantasy and um uh, where like the unlikely hero saves the kingdom and um but I didn't know that then and honestly when I wrote dead girl I didn't know anything about genre or you know like any of that stuff Mm. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> and We learned. it's wild Yeah. yeah So how you know did you do it? Like, how did you like, tell us, how did you get to publishing your book? I, I just love this. This is really fun to hear. <laughs> <laughs> my journey is unusual <laughs> Yes, I love it. yeah so I got the book save the cat and I joined writing groups and so I highly encourage anyone who's like me that doesn't know jack shit <laughs> just go for it <laughs> learn as you go and um I think just like the, the Friends that I made along the way, they taught me, you know, to get onto Twitter and to grow my social media, you know, to kind of network in that regards to, and then that exposes you to a bunch of other things, you know, like pitch contests and all those wonderful um, parts of the journey uh, <laughs> and querying. I didn't even know that was a thing. Like I just, I just kind of, I guess just fell into the fire and, somehow walk through it. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Was there anything about the journey that like surprised you that you weren't expecting? I mean, I guess if it was all new, <laughs> oh, but is there something that like stands out in your mind as like particularly traumatic, maybe? yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Yeah. well, you know, as a reader, I guess there's multiple things that were, you know, surprising to me. As a reader, you don't realize how much goes into the creation of the book that you buy off the shelf, all the levels of revision that happens before it gets to you. So, you know, like you never see that zero shit draft that the author started out with. So that is interesting. Um, and then I think I also thought... When it comes to the publishing industry, I think I thought it was more of a meritocracy. Like if you wrote something really well, 
obviously you're going to get a literary agent. Obviously you're going to get a publishing deal, obviously. <laughs> and now I realize, holy shit, this isn't how it works. <laughs> you can write something amazing. And if the gatekeepers don't think they can sell it, then you're stuck, mm. you know? It's like giving a, as you're saying this, my brain is conjuring this image that publishing is like handing a book to a small child and sending them into the carnival, (laughs) (laughs) hoping it makes it out on the other end. (laughs) Right. (laughs) No joke though. I mean, it's just like, I don't know. That was such a surprise to me. Like, I just felt Mm. like, you know, if you write something good, obviously, you know, they're going to want to make a book out of it. And um, I've learned the hard way that that's not always the case. So yeah, that was a big surprise. So it's so much luck too. like you work your ass Mm -hmm. off, but still like have to have luck, which sucks because Mm -hmm. like you said, like you write this thing and you work so hard on it. It's good. And it's beautiful, mm-hmm. but still there has to be some sort of alignment or, or whatever, or yeah. manipulation or whatever it is. And it has right. to like come into play. <laughs> that got done. Uh, right? <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah. Off, off the manipulator. Manip- <laughs> you might have to manipulate. I can't even say the damn word. So obviously <laughs> I'll just stick with luck. We'll just say luck at this point. Uh, like, yeah. How did, how did you go about like getting published? Um, like, did you go the traditional like query and query and go hard or did you like to, I want to know a little bit about that journey mm. right so I learned from my friends hey you need to query you know like okay yeah. what is that so I did the you know the online google and you know try to figure out how to write a query letter did that I workshopped it with um northern Colorado writers it's a local writing group and I workshopped it with them and then um so probably I guess it was maybe the middle of January, 2022, I started querying, did the query tracker thing. And um, I didn't know, because like I said, I just kind of throw myself in. I didn't know how long it takes to hear back from an agent. So I've been told to do it in batches. So I did it in, you know, I think I did 10 the first time. And um, I like was waiting. (laughs) How long is this going to (laughs) take? It is a rude awakening. It is a rude awakening. (laughs) So I was like, well, screw this. I sent 10 10 more out. No, actually, I probably sent 20. And then I finally, maybe, I want to say maybe in April, started getting some, you know, rejections. And I was like, well, this sucks. And then people were saying, well, it's probably your query. You need to fix your query. So I workshopped that shit again. And then I sent it back out to more people, probably 40 at that time. Because I'm just like throwing it at the wall, man. It's like, come on, some stick, baby, stick. Got a few things that, you know, were positive, but for the most part, it was like four rejections. And I'm just like, well, crap, you know, and then I started like, okay, maybe I need to self-publish this. Like, I just don't, I didn't understand that querying could take years. Right, (laughs) right. That's I understand that. So I was like, okay, maybe self-publishing. So when I was looking into that, I found out about small press that you don't actually, you know, need an agent to go that route. Mm. And I was like, okay, maybe. 
So I think it was about maybe September or so. I was just like, well, screw this. Cause it was just taking forever for people to respond. And I guess I have no patience. <laughs> <laughs> it happens. It happens. <laughs> I was carrying um, small presses and it was just so much different. Like they got, they, I got response like within a month, I think. And it was just like, okay, we're going to go down this path. And so I did that. And, um, so once I got offers, I had to go back to the agents that had the query. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. Didn't wait for. <laughs> okay. I love this though. I love this though. Cause one of my pet peeves is how you can only sub and like some people are so, I submitted some poetry yesterday and there was like some yeah. people, they're like, you can't have even put it on social media kind of published on social media. I was like, hell, hold up, hold up. So you want people to like grow Come their on. platform. You want them to like yeah. do all the things, but don't you dare have shared it. I'm just like, how is like, and that's the same thing. Like, of course, yeah. if you're waiting a year to hear back, you might want to yeah. be trying other things. Like it's just yeah. human to want right? to like, I, I think that that mindset and just like yeah. putting that out there to the ether that maybe we need a bit of <laughs> softening on that from the publishing end. <laughs> totally honestly like in another group that I'm in um we decided that there are no rules (laughs) yes yes really truly like just do what you can do what works like hell yes yeah you just kind of had to shoot your shot man you know I don't know fortune favors the bold or something like that Maybe Hell the yes. dumb. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yes. So, no. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, I had to go back to those agents and then I got a few um agents who were actually interested at that point. They were like, oh, you know. Right. I'm like, right. I'm like, oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and to be honest, a couple of them I told I pitched my other story to. Mm-hmm. And they're more interested in that than they were in Dead Girl. So I was like, okay, when I'm done with that, I'll query you. So nice. I'm in the process of finishing that manuscript. But mm. so I still don't have an agent. Mm. <laughs> and I, I do that, want one. Yeah. yeah. But I think yeah. that's cool. I love that yeah. you're like, when I come, I'll come back to you. Yeah. <laughs> like I, when I'm ready, I'll come back. Like I got things I'm doing right now. I love yes. that. I find this whole conversation very healing. And I so appreciate you like, sharing so openly because this is kind of it like you have to kind of just put yourself out there and sometimes because that's what I've been learning too sometimes it's in different ways that you didn't expect but it all winds up being part of your journey you know and yeah I Mm -hmm. I just love this story and and someone's gonna snap you up when they see how hard you are hustling you know but you're so right Like it's, it can be years. Like as someone who has been in the query trenches for years, it can be freaking years. Even if you're writing, you know, good stuff, you hope it's good. Your friends said it was good, but yeah, that's, that's the reality of the industry, right? Right. And I don't know any other industry where that would fly, honestly. (laughs) What? You want me to wait a year for you to figure out if you like it or not? that feels real that feels very real like yeah (laughs) yeah you're not gonna even you're not gonna acknowledge that I exist that I sent you this thing until a year or two I think I got I think I got a rejection like three years later Mm -hmm. and I was like why the fuck would you even email (laughs) me 
I'm like, I just, and I was literally right after I announced my book deal. And I was like, yeah, <laughs> okay, thanks. <laughs> You're like, it's, it is, it's a very, very strange thing. And so yeah. finding your own way is, is it like, that's the magic is mm. like, okay, well, this isn't working right now. So let me just try something else. And, and yeah. like, you're still, there's still always opportunities coming and you can still always go back, which I love hearing that that's what you're going to do is like, well, screw it. I'm going to, yeah. I'm going to get this yeah. thing published. And then when I'm ready, I'm coming back. But until then, yeah. bye. Like <laughs> I got things to do. I've got dead girl on my mind. Yeah. Um, now I want to talk right. about dead girl. Can you yeah. tell us like what it's about? Cause I'm so stinking excited. Yeah. It's a young adult fantasy with now I know paranormal and thriller elements. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh, yeah. I love how you said that because this is like also facts. I still sometimes don't know what I'm pitching. And like, sometimes you just need the publishing people to tell you, oh, it's commercial fiction, babe. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. What do you want from me? I like the story. It's good. Uh, <laughs> no, it's, um, well, I've had readers tell me that it's like um, Stephen King's Carrie, which I honestly have not read because I'm not really into the horror genre, but um, they said it's like that. And um, like, have you ever watched seeing Supernatural on the CW? Oh, yes. Or Buffy the Vampire Slayer. So oh, yeah. it's kind of like a blend of that. And if I was going to even get into the nuances of it, I would say it's a little bit like um, the Da Vinci Code in the fact that um, there is a heretical sect, like the Opus Dei, mm -hmm. in my book is called The Order, who are hunting her down. So mm -hmm. it's got those elements. And it's set in the 90s, so. <laughs> oh, fun. We love. We, yeah. I love that. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. That sounds like a blast. I'm yeah. <laughs> what was your inspiration for this? Like, it's a triple thread of a book you've got going on. I know. Um, probably, I would say, anything that I've written has just really come first through the character. Like, the character has come to me. Mm -hmm. and I've got like one story that I started and the world came to me first and I'm like I can't go anywhere with it it's like it's like I need the character to be the driving force and so in this situation um Ember came to me first and she was like mm. crying upset you know how like you're like who did that to you <laughs> like, I was like, was like what the heck happened to you and um, so going through that kind of character study and figuring out why she was so upset, I learned that she was an outcast and had been bullied and, you know, she knew she was always different, but didn't know why. And so um, working through that helped me figure out the plot. And so that's, yeah. Yeah. What do you think the hardest part of this journey has been for you? Right now. Yeah. <laughs> All the social media marketing, like, I just, I'm not built for this. I am not. You've been doing great, babe. I've seen you hustling with your reels and they're brilliant. Just oh, honestly, the you. algorithm is just an asshole these days. Like those reels, Tell me been, about those reels that have been clocking views. I've seen your reels and they're really good. Just oh. like fuck the algorithm because it's just not, Man. it's not showing them like it used to. So uh, that's that rant such, for another day. <laughs> I mean, it's such a 
right? <laughs> well, it's such a time suck to create. A, for me, those don't come easy for me. Like, you know, like it takes me <clears throat> half a day Same. <laughs> to create a TikTok. <laughs> Facts. <laughs> yeah. No. I'd rather be writing than, than creating that. But I know I have to do it for the book, especially with a small press. Like I have to be the marketing and publicity for it. So yeah, right now is the hardest time because I'm doing, well, I'm doing something that doesn't come easy for me. And secondly, social media was kind of my little fun free time. My yes. little reward. And yes. now it's work and I don't like yeah. it. No, you know no, I 100 percent same mm. with me. It was the same exact thing. Like I love being on social media until it was until it was like I had to. And I was like, oh, this sucks. Mm. Yeah, it becomes work. And that's we didn't want it to be work. It was supposed to be fun. But now it's work. Mm. But <laughs> right? I'm also just yeah. listening to you talk. And I think um, you're actually very entertaining. Don't underestimate instead of trying to make a marketing reel, just get in front of the camera. Mm and yes. talk about your book because you are naturally mm -hmm. engaging on screen side note and and also to our listeners i've been reframing Thank this you. in my head sometimes <laughs> the marketing i think is failing because we're not marketers but if you get ah, in front of the screen cool. read your book talk about your yeah. book talk about what you've been doing i think that's where some new engagement mm. is possible anyway so i digress but my brain's melanie like, that was I good mean that She's was right, really though. good <laughs> you, you're absolutely right Melanie oh. because honestly like I don't I don't remember like I mean I obviously we're friends on social media but I don't remember seeing your face as much and like hearing you mm. and how funny and kind and like your yeah. storytelling that is genius Melanie um great advice I've Here, just you been noticing listen. that I've I'm just noticed I'm completely <laughs> tuning out of marketing reels lately because there's just too many, but I never tune yeah. out seeing my friends pop up on screen and talk to me. So that's wow. get on okay. it. Okay. Get on <laughs> it. All right. I, I, have, have, I have like six days. I'll yeah. Let's go, see baby, your go. face. <laughs> All the, le the rest of these six days, we want to see your face. Melanie okay. said it. It must happen. <laughs> uh, okay. I see we have like two minutes left, which is wild. Yeah. Um, but I want to ask our favorite question, which is like, looking back at all you've accomplished, uh -huh. what advice would you give a younger version of yourself before you started this journey? Ooh, ooh, that's a good one. Um, look, I'm a firm believer that everything happens for a reason. And I got here because I was supposed to get here at this point in time. But I will tell my younger self that, you know what? You're doing great. Keep at it because, you know, as a mom, you have those days where you're just like, what am I doing? <laughs> but it'll all be worth it. And then at some point you're going to get to do you and you're going to, you're going to accomplish great things. So, yeah. I love that. And you did. And now we all get to watch and listen and read Dead Girl. And so yeah. like how fun. How fun for us to see your face every day for the next six days yeah. as you mark it. I want to see it, baby. I yeah. want to see it. <laughs> Here's the book. Here's the face. Yes, you Here's must. Please. Uh, hold the book up again, and I will ask one of our other final questions. Is there anything you would like readers to know? This book is very special to me because it. if you'll read the dedication is to the real Eric. He's no longer with us. 
but he has a special place in the story and in my heart. Hmm. That's beautiful. I got a little well, chill. It's going to cut yeah. us off any second, though, but what a perfect way to end it. And what a perfect yeah. episode. Thanks for coming on. Oh, thank you for having me. This has been a blast. Oh, it's our pleasure. We're so happy for you. We're so excited. Can't wait thank to see you. you. Can't wait to see you every day. Yes. Melanie says it. You must. It <laughs> must be done. I'm manifesting views for you. <laughs> This is the manifesting dance. <laughs> <It is. laughs> I will wear the special shirt. 